Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to the one short podcast the sports gazette's official cricket podcast i'm toby as always joined by ayush how are you mate i'm good there's so much happening in this world cup i'm really excited these days and the closer we get to the knockout stages the excitement's building exactly we're also joined by ricky for his debut on the pod how are you hello i'm very good thank you looking forward to being on the podcast good to hear it's been another eventful week of the cricket world cup there's been upsets and injuries taking centre stage and the World Cup is halfway through. I think the current game is the halfway mark uh, and the table is slowly beginning to take shape. India are flying away at the top of the table right now. Two points clear of New Zealand who they beat and we'll cover that game later, don't you worry. England are sitting rock bottom right now on net run rate, uh, which neither Ayush nor myself predicted at the beginning of this. So let's just start, I reckon, with with the disappointment that was England's. This was their heaviest ever men's ODI World Cup loss by 229 runs to the South Africans. And they're looking really unlikely to qualify now. Everything just seems to be going wrong within the camp. Ayush, what, what's the problem? Can you see them qualifying at all now? Well, I don't see that happening again. Uh, for the sake of our predictions, I would really love it if uh, they, you know, they make it there somehow but uh, there are too many problems and they've even lost their best bowler so far this tournament now Reece Topley the bowling attacks looking really flat uh, the batters you want should be performing every game consistently are not doing so Joe Root's been I think his lack of consistency has been a big problem uh, I think it's, it's tough especially after losing by what almost 230 runs to South Africa that, that's that that's a huge hit on their net run rate and what it means is now they're going to have to win all their games including against India so I was just I was just talking to Ricky earlier that if they do make it through uh, if if they do manage to end up winning the thing altogether even reach the final from where they are right now that's probably the best one of the best teams ever it, it really would be I mean what a different way to make it through compared to 2019 as well they obviously had it somewhat easy for the majority of that tournament had a little blip in the middle with Jason Royale injured um, but Ricky can you see England coming back from here they need to win as I said all five of their remaining matches probably maybe four if they get a bit lucky with other results what what do you see happening uh, to be honest I do predict that England will make it through to the semi-finals but based off the most recent result 
it's not looking brilliant, is it really? I mean, you're claiming that dealing with the heat and the injuries, but South Africa were playing in the same conditions as well, so poor excuses, really. No, I like that. You can't can't let them off easy, can you? Well, some of the big news that's come out recently is that Reese Topley, probably England's best bowler of the tournament so far, has gotten injured. Ayush, how big a miss do you think he'll be and, and who do you think replacements could be? Well, if he hadn't been their best bowler so far this tournament, you wouldn't think that it would be that much of a miss because when you're talking about the kind of bowler he is, a left arm, uh, left arm quick, you have others as well in the side who can bowl that way. Uh, Sam Curran being the other left arm pacer. And David Willey as well. David Willey as well in the team. But because the others have looked so bad uh, themselves and Reese Topley was the only guy who looked like you know, he was doing pretty well, it's going to be a huge miss. Mark Wood's really looking off the boil himself. Uh, Sam Curran, the man of the series, I think from the T20 World Cup last year, uh, is not firing at all. David Willey as well, we saw some fitness problems with him as well. Yeah, I think the Mumbai heat uh, and humidity could have a big role to play in the last game. But yeah, they just don't seem like they just don't seem like they're they're up for the fight right now, and Reese Topley big miss going forward. Maybe maybe this gives someone like a Gus, Gus Atkinson more chances to prove his worth. I think he was decent, given that you got smashed for almost four hundred and he didn't go for too many in in I think the nine overs he bowled. Decent maybe, go in there unleash him. Yeah, I, I actually thought Atkinson was the best bowler in that that match. Topley started really strong, I thought, but almost lost it throughout the middle maybe his injury came to play a bit earlier than people realised um, but I, I was really really impressed with Atkinson I've seen him bowl a lot at Surrey and he's always looked really good and as you mentioned I think he could be one of the main winners out of this Topley injury as, as much as it's harsh to say I thought he bowled very tidily bowled a lot of stump to stump and came back really nicely after quite a hard first over um, and, a, and a very good World Cup debut from him my also outside prediction I think Brian Cars is likely the, the replacement member to come into the squad. My outside prediction for it would be Tom Curran, however. I think he's a very different style bowler. Brian Cars is your classic Liam Plunkett style. He's going to hit the pitch hard, bowl through the middle, and that is probably what England might need. However, I really like Tom Curran as an option. He's got a very good record through the middle overs in ODIs. Everyone normally knows him as a bit of a death bowler uh, in the, sort of the T20 game. However, I think he's actually very, very economical through the middle. He's played quite a bit in India through the IPL and had a lot of experience there. And he really strengthened the batting. He's a very high quality number seven to have. You saw in the 100 final in particular, um, him and Jimmy Neesham were unbelievable for the Oval Invincibles. And I think he might just allow, uh, he might just bring that extra bit of spark to the side that, that England really need at the moment. But it's it'll be hard to tell really what, what might happen. And, and also, he does, as I mentioned, he really does help with that batting side, which Ricky, it went horribly, horribly wrong, didn't it, for, for the England batting lineup? Well, at 243 for five, you'd have thought that England might have been in with a good shout, and to be honest, they were not, were they? It just went awful. They slumped to 100 to eight. Funnily enough, Mark Wood and Gus Atkinson showed the top order how to bat, but it was just a terrible performance in general. It really was. They, I was, yeah, again, impressed by Atkinson, uh, yeah. but also Mark Wood. They, they actually, yeah, as you mentioned, just showed what needed to happen they were very aggressive which I really liked and but they also didn't seem to play rash shots they they hit gaps a lot of the time 
Atkinson in particular would just just swung from uh, swung from the hip. Sorry, um, but but Atkinson I thought seemed to hit some really nice shots through the covers a couple times as well. Um, and maybe there could be an option for some pinch hitting up the top. I used, do you reckon? Yeah, Moeen Ali get him in there. He, you, you saw Chennai Super Kings use him that way in one of the in one of the title winning seasons. Is to come in at number three regularly that season and uh, just play a free hand. MS Dhoni and Stephen Fleming just unleashed him. Go, do your bit. Don't worry about sticking in there or scoring the big runs. Go in there and just play freely. And that's actually what brought out the best from him. I we, I think we spoke about it last time as well. Moin Ali really should be playing in these conditions especially. And he could be that guy to just go up the order and play as a pinch hitter like you mentioned. I can't imagine that there's not going to be a huge number of changes yet again. Obviously, a lot of injuries we've seen. Topley's coming out. Willie suffered with a lot of cramp. Rashid kept going off while injured, throwing up, it looked like, on the sidelines. So I'd assume there could be some sort of wholesale changes, which could be a bit rough for the England side. But we also can't underestimate how strong that South African team was, can we, Ricky? They, they just look so classy. Oh, you just had to put that one in there, didn't to. you? I had to. <laughs> I mean, a knock of 109, it was just unbelievable. I remember I was sitting on the bus, I was going uh, away there for Ely Trailfinders, and it was I was surrounded by people, everyone was watching the cricket on the phone, and I was just going, oh my God, not again, again. Just whacking it for six, it was just having fun, really. And it was just a bit embarrassing for England, wasn't it? It really was. They just didn't really show any backbone. Um, no one really scored runs until it got to, to Wood and Atkinson. Do you see them making changes again? Livingston coming back and Ali coming back in Ayush, or, or what do you make of it? Yeah, like you mentioned, you, I mean, you, they, you will see changes. What those are, I'm not entirely sure because so far England have uh, surprised a lot of people with their team selection. That's been one of the big talking points. That one of the problems so far that they faced is that team selection. I think that they've got it wrong on more than one occasion. Moin, yes, like I mentioned, he has to be coming back in. Uh, with these pitches, again, uh, having more and more wear and tear as we go forward, uh, even the good batting tracks or the ones that favor the spinners lesser also will be seeing more, more wear and tear going forward because you're playing on these Indian wickets. So, plus his batting, and yeah, I think Moin Ali needs to come back in. Livingston, I'm not sure because... Ben Stokes is back in and even if he doesn't play well for the next couple of matches, that's not someone who you even think of replacing with someone else. So I'm not sure. I don't know how, which way they go. I know which way they should, but I don't know which way they will eventually go. And how do you think the South African team is going to go? They obviously bounced back really strong from that Netherlands loss. Do you see them continuing their sort of otherwise unbeaten run? I think so. Uh, the one big hiccup could be... or not a big hiccup, but because they've been playing so well, they can afford losing to India. Uh, that'll be one match I'm really interested to see because I don't see that that'll be very easy for India or I don't see that as an outright win for India given the way South Africa are playing. But yeah, I think they'll continue this momentum. They will make it as either the second team to qualify or the third in the table eventually. I don't see a lot of uh, choking I'm sorry to use that because it's South Africa but yeah I don't see them cho choking a lot 
so I think they're going to make it through. And the semis is where it will get really interesting for South Africa. Yesterday, we also saw another giant killing. Afghanistan, days after embarrassing England, take the scalp of another titan. Pakistan, spring quartet of Majib, Nabi, Rashid Khan and Nur Ahmed bowled unbelievably probably the best spin quartet in the tournament it seems like they they kept pakistan to a to under 300 which was really impressive what do you make of that that bowling attack do you think they are the best in the tournament um yeah definitely as as a group they definitely seem like at the top as you know among the best i don't know if they are the best bowling attack right now because if you see holistically yeah i think india has been firing on all cylinders even with their bowling uh the spinners yes i think these three are you know there's four actually noor ahmed as well was was he the man of the match in the last game yeah so noor ahmed as well these four uh just as a spin quarter i think that they are really strong and i don't know i don't want to think too far ahead about afghanistan probably making it to the semis but they do have two wins and on these wickets if these these four get even better you don't know what can happen but yeah they're definitely among the best they're currently tied fourth sixth on net run rate so they're not as far off maybe as uh, as people would have thought at this rate and significantly closer than england are ricky a, a lot of talk before the tournament was about afghanistan's lack of batting ability and, and particularly batting time over the last couple of matches they've really shown that the when it all clicks, it works perfectly. Gurbaz at the top has looked really strong. Um, and, and actually, all four of their batters were fantastic yesterday. Well, yeah, I was just going to say that's their highest successful run chase in their history in the format, which is just unbelievable for them, to be honest. And I was, uh, I was watching the highlights and I saw Gurbaz hit Harris Ruff three times with the exact same shot. And I was like, oh my God, this is just unbelievable. And they really seem like they've got it all together. They, they do, which is slightly surprising. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily have expected Afghanistan's batting to be their, their biggest strength. You'd almost expect them to skittle teams for under 200 and, and nudge their way to, to victory. But, but they've been really explosive, which I think has been great to see. And it definitely seems to be putting their, their worries to bed a bit. How far do you think they can go in the tournament, Ricky? Oof. Do you want a bold prediction? Give me a bold one and a realistic one. Bold one, final. We're losing the final. But a realistic one, I think they'll just miss out, unfortunately. So what, sort of like sixth place kind of thing, similar to where they are now? Yeah, sixth, fifth maybe. Maybe turning over a few other teams on the way, I guess. Yeah, I could see another victory in there, sure. There's been a lot of upsets so far, which has been great. On the other side of things, though, Pakistan have been really struggling of recent times. They were 2-0 and originally. They've now lost three games on the bounce and find themselves in a slightly more precarious position looking forward to their semi-finals. Just a few days before that game as well, they were destroyed by their probably tightest competitors for the semis, Australia. What did you make of, of their performance there, Ayush? They sort of got off to a decent start with the bat, having been battered around everywhere by, by Marsh and Warner, and sort of clawed themselves back into the game with the ball. And yeah, they then collapsed once they had a chance with the bat. Yeah, they, they were really in there with a strong shout, strong shout of winning that game, but it's not just clicking so the problem that i see with pakistan is as a batting unit they are not performing all of them together when barber's playing rizwan's missing out when rizwan's playing well barber's missing out uh 
one big problem for them has been their lack of an aggressive approach, especially in the power play. I don't know. I think I don't remember how long it's been since they've had a six in the power play. I'm not sure if they did it in the last game, but that was one of the big problems with them. That uh, Shafiq Imam with Fakhar Zaman playing earlier as well. They've not just been able to uh, have the kind of aggression that we've seen Rohit Sharma, Shubman Gill portray for India, which has been one of the keys for India in the build-up to this World Cup and so far in this World Cup. So, yeah, and especially and then the bowling. We, we really talked up Shaheen Shah Freedy uh, in our first episode as well when we were doing the preview, but he's been completely off the ball so far. It's weird though, because I was having a look at it just to see how our predictions were going. And Shaheen is currently sort of fifth with the most wickets taken. He's got 10 wickets at the moment, maybe even higher in the list. And I'm kind of surprised by that because I know he took a five foot in that last game, um, but hasn't really seemed to, to be on top form yet, particularly as he is probably the most dangerous new ball bowler, or at least what up there um, in, in the tournament. So it's slightly surprising. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, forward, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But on the other side of things, Australia are finally starting to hit their stride. They've had a bit of a role reversal to Pakistan. They were 0-2 originally. They're 2-2 right now um, and looking much, much better Mitch Marsh and David Warner, as I mentioned, both got tons against Pakistan. Looked really, really good. Do you think that they're now settled in, Ricky, for that for that fourth spot for the qualification? Well, I think they've come back pretty well, and if they can keep progressing in this way, then yeah, they're pretty solid for fourth position, aren't they? They definitely have a good chance. It, as you mentioned, it is really key whether they can keep this sort of run of form going. They've got a few tough games coming up. I think the crucial ones really will be against England in particular they've obviously played South Africa lost in that first game um, lost to India as well um, which are two big matches they've got out of the way which I guess is their one hope that they may be thinking they can dominate a bit more against the minnows including England in that statement as well <laughs> at this rate one thing they are I'm sure happy with is Adam Zampa's seemingly started to find a bit of form he's taken fourthers in both of their last two games Ayush how crucial is he that he's obviously the only frontline spinner they obviously have Maxwell next to him as a bit more of a part-timer, but who is actually performing extremely well. And, and I had a look, and his economy figures are, are the lowest in the Australian team at 4.4 so far this tournament. How crucial is, is that spin combination? It's very crucial, especially Zampa, because there was so much pressure on him to be the lone warrior of that, of that spin department. And last couple of games, I think Forfers should really help his confidence going forward when now is when he's going to come into the game even more as the tournament progresses and 
Australia, after losing the first two, you thought, okay, maybe this time they've done and dusted. But right now, they look like they look in the best position to be that fourth team to eventually qualify, given the current state of things. Yes, it's going to be, you still cannot rule out many other teams as well, including Pakistan. But right now, Australia look like, yeah, they might just sneak in. And Zampa's going to get more crucial as they go forward. Maxwell, such a bright light. What Australia would be really happy with is that his batting has also finally looked like clicking a little bit in the last game. I think he scored a quick fire 30 or something to finish off the game. And the bowling has been very good from him. I've actually been surprised with how well he's bowled. You won't see him uh, high up in the wickets or something, but that's his job, you know, to contain, to hold an end while the likes of Zampa, uh, Mitchell Stark uh, and the others pick up the wickets. So he's been doing well. And if his batting can get even better, Australia get into that dangerous territory now. Definitely. I think Maxwell is really crucial and you almost don't really think about it because obviously when you look at the middle order in particular, he's really the, the dynamic one there. You've got a three, four, five of Smith, Labuschagne and Inglis who are, are all good batters. Inglis a bit more dynamic, but none of them really that have that explosivity. And then Maxwell coming in at six, Stoyness at seven, really just allows them to go a bit more and, and they can get caught up a little bit, which can be dangerous throughout those middle overs if they don't stay on top of it and then that as we mentioned really crucial for Maxwell and Stoyness at the end to come in and also the more overs he can bowl and, and the more economical he can be the easier it is for the seamers in their team they obviously have three world-class seamers of Cummins, Hazelwood and Stark but Stoyness is that sort of fifth sixth bowler can be caught out at times and, and if Maxwell can get through his all of his overs it takes so much pressure off Stoyness which just makes it so much easier and then finally, India managed to defeat New Zealand to maintain their 100% win rate so far in this tournament. They're flying high at the top of the table right now, barely looking like they're, they're breaking a sweat in the group stage, it seems. Other than, crucially, Hardik Pandya got injured match before last, so they've had to shuffle up their lineup a little bit. Um, Hardik came out, as did Thakur. And they brought in Mohamed Shami as a bowler and Sky as just a batter, which means they, they're almost adopting the South African style of having six frontline batters, a sort of bowling all-rounder that is Jadeja, and then four frontline bowlers, none of whom can really bat with Shami carded to come in at number eight if they stick with the, the same team they had for that New Zealand game. Ricky, they're going to really struggle if they get blown away at some point. I mean... When they had Thakur and Pandya in there, their team just looked so much stronger batting-wise, or their tail looks much stronger anyway. How do you see this affecting them throughout the rest of the tournament? I predict that they will want to get a blowout out of the way just before the semi-finals, because they're definitely going to make it to the semis. Like It's inevitable. They've been playing so well. There's always going to be one. There'll be one game. The team, as you said, is not strong enough to blow out every team, win every game. So we'll see... Uh, well, maybe in the next few games, you never know. I guess that might be their one, not hope, but they wouldn't be too disappointed if they do lose one match on, on their way through to the final or, or the semi-final maybe, depending on how they go. Um, but as, as Ricky mentioned there, Rouge, they are almost certainly qualified. They could probably lose their next four matches and would likely still get through. They might have to scrape through on a bit of run rate, but, but there's a high possibility. Do you think they'll take their foot off the pedal at all or, or will they try and keep going and 
just batter every single team they're coming up against. We're in that zone where they, I'm sure they want to do keep going, but I think Ricky was spot on there that they want to get that the one bad day that everyone does have, uh, you know, often. I mean, almost every time that everyone does have, unless you're Australia of the early 2000s. But uh, yeah, so India's, I don't think they're that good right now. But yeah, they would want to have that really bad day out before the semis come in. I mean, we've talked about this. India looks so good during the tournament, look like the favorites. Everyone's thinking that, okay, another World Cup win is coming. And just when it's like, you know, it's, it's that debate of peaking at the wrong time. You know, the, the one thing that we talk about in sports so much, peaking, like if a team is peaking, are they peaking at the wrong time? And yeah, so I just fear that that's what could be happening to India. And uh, I think New Zealand was one team where could have been a wake up call. But yeah, on the other hand, you don't want to lose. You want to keep winning and they are winning. I, I see them losing somewhere b- before the semi-final. Could be a blessing in disguise. And uh, yeah, for, for the sake of Indian cricket fans and the Indian cricket team, I want to see that happen before the semi-final. Before we end this podcast, I'm going to ask both of you for some quick predictions, um, just as we like to finish with. We're about half, we're halfway through the tournament now, so it's a great time to, to reflect on what we've said so far and what our predictions might be. But Ricky, who do you think will win the World Cup from, from this position right now? Uh, realistically, it's got to be India, hasn't it? Really. I just, they've been so good. It was either them or New Zealand, and I was 50-50, and then we saw what happened the other day. They won pretty convincingly in the end, and I'll go with India. Big cool, big cool. Aish, who are you predicting? Taking a cue from Ricky from earlier on this podcast, realistic prediction, India. Bold prediction, Pakistan. Ooh, I like that. That that would be huge. I think if they can get through the semi-finals, they do have to, to the semi-finals. They do have the ability, but it's just whether they can find it at the right time. I'm gonna predict. I think South Africa victory. I think India might lose to Australia or Pakistan in, in the semis, as as you as often happens. It seems. Um, and, and whoever wins out of South Africa and New Zealand in, in the other semi-final will go on to win it. And I think South Africa might just have it, hoping that their, their sort of key batters can, can get a few runs. Um, but yeah, that is all we have time for. Make sure you guys head over to the Sports Gazette website. We've had a few articles come out. I wrote one on the usual weekly roundup of the World Cup. Ayush had a great one about the Olympics and cricket's inclusion in it. Is it good? Is it bad? And what is the catch, as his pun in our headline was. And also, Callum wrote a great article on the man behind Can You Cricket, talking about the village cricket boom. So make sure you head over to the Sports Gazette website um, to read all of his articles, as long as along with many others as well, football, boxing. Think of a sport, there's probably many articles on it, and you can go and read your heart's desires away. Ricky also had a great article about American football come out over the weekend. I did. It was about the NFL Academy and uh, its rise in recent years. It's a great UK-based academy that the NFL wants their initiative to get more people involved in the game. Amazing. So thank you all for listening. As always, this has been the One Short Cricket Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.